Hello, and welcome to Widening the Weirdos, Fathomless, the D&D podcast set in the world of the animal. I am your Dungeon Master Darby, and joining me as always are Eddie, playing Tibble, Mitch, playing Neris, and Joe, playing Alton. Let's jump into it. Where we last left off, the Polaris crew faced down an arcane storm on their way to the pathless island of Akron. After facing a tough battle against the elementals of the storm, the party had a well-deserved rest. The next morning, the party were visited by a mysterious figure named Silenon the Marked, who claimed to have unfinished business with Janus before gating his allies onto the ship with him. Tibble, Ever the trusting figure facilitated a meeting between Janus and Silenon's entourage. Janus was overpowered by Silenon and his allies before they teleported off to parts unknown with the Azamar in tow. And we rejoin the party, uh, or the crew, in the aftermath of that. What, so I believe, Tibble, you were there, and Neris, you were essentially rounding the corner. Uh, yeah, I believe Neris and the rest of the crew were um, coming around as the portal was essentially completed, and Janice was in the process of being teleported away. Mm. Um. I think, for one, there's a little bit of confusion going on. Certainly confusion. Um, Alton, do you think you would have made your way up hearing this commotion? Uh, yes, he would have. Because it definitely, it definitely would have been audible because of the chains. Mm. Um, um, Alton most likely would have also, um, Kara would have come down, um, and Alton may not have understood all of the things that she was signing at him as she was signing quite frantically and looked quite, um, distressed, uh, but he would have gotten the gist to get up to deck pronto like that something serious was either about to happen or had happened yeah okay yeah he would have been like treat this quite seriously like all right right um, i'll go check what's going on and maybe call the end of it or maybe not even seeing what's happening just walk there to an empty room with mm. all this chaos confusion yeah um, Chibble at first, um, he would have been quite frantic. Uh, he would have frozen for a moment and then there would have been like this rush to action, um, where Neris, you especially would have seen Chibble, um, basically bound into the war room, um, and search desperately for, 
any signs of anything that may have remained. Um, and the whole time he's swearing under his breath. Um, and, uh, just seems very out of it, I guess. Um, or not so much out of it, but very, um, focused on trying to figure out what exactly happened and what had gone on. Um, I think probably conversely, um, so Neris seeing this portal essentially rounding the corner, um, hearing noises of something, um, has rounded the corner seeing through the, the partially open door, a, a portal just, just disappear. Um, I think Neris immediately would have drawn his wand, um, which is just a, a fairly straight, um, unassuming, um, arcane focus essentially. Um, and has very cautiously entered this room um, kind of not crouching but a little bit hunched over um, and looking at everything um, and seeing an empty room he kind of stops and, and squints and his eyes begin to sort of dart back and forward again like he's reading several books at a time um, and he looks over at the captain and I'm assuming at this point this is where Alton would come in as well um, and he sort of stops his eyes from flickering and begins to close them and then opens them slightly and they it's almost like he's seeing through the room as he um, pulls out a copper piece from underneath his sleeve and begins to sort of flick it in between his fingers and he's casting detect thoughts he's attempting to isolate the thoughts that he's detected from Janice in the past just sort of feeling the room and a little bit further beyond trying to ascertain if he can gain anything from Janice here mm. yeah because that is a little out of the scope of detect thoughts you detect nothing. Well, you know Janice is not in the room. They haven't made him invisible. Right. So it might There's be like the tail of ends of some feelings, perhaps. Um, like, like a ghost or a memory. Um, but it's just shock, disappointment, fear, which you don't feel often from him. But it's gone because again, he's already gone. Yeah, I think I think that's probably right because of your essentially your divinatory interest in time. Um, 
there are remnants of emotion, but not fully formed thoughts. In that case, as the only other person that was in the room, he focuses that detected thoughts onto the captain. Um, so... Surface level thoughts right now, Kibble. Um, so Chibble's surface, would it be thoughts and feelings? Uh, so initially it will just be sort of, uh, the very specific emotions that you're feeling at the moment. Uh, there is going to be a soft prick in the back of your head as Neris does focus a little harder. Has Neris ever done this to Chibble before? I believe he would have definitely sort of at a surface level, probably several times, and Neris has made it very clear that he has done that in the past. Um, Tibble has felt that very gentle prick before as well, as Neris is trying to get in a little bit more. Yeah. Um, So the initial, when Neris initially makes contact, the first sort of rushes of emotion and fleeting feeling and thought um, that he would have is um, panic, guilt, um, and a level of franticness, and uh, the thought that is going over and over in his head is... um, I should have known. I should have known. Um, how? Uh, I should have known. I should have known. Um, I should have been here. I should have known. Um, and when Tibble feels um, the prick of Neris pushing further, um, you would physically see him. Um, look up at you and he does have this level of um, fear both in his eyes and what you would then feel not at Neris but just um, fear about the situation Um, for reference there is a saving throw if Tibble would like to make that so Tibble uh looks up at Neris and then the thought you would uh the initial thoughts quiet down and the thought you would hear almost directly at you is um I trust you lad and Tibble's mind would open as he allows that connection come through what would the deeper thought and feeling sort of what does it say per spell i guess is what i'm asking essentially it's looking at um a much deeper emotional state anything specific that is looming on the mind whether it is um the last few moments or uh, a threat of the future or a vision of what happened or something like that so what Neris would then see um, as Tibble allows the connection um, is he would see the interaction um, as Tibble in a way to um, 
sort of show Neris what happened, replays exactly what happened in his mind. But you would also hear um, the passive thoughts that are coming through, um, like when... uh, Sorry, when Silenon mentions that he's an old friend of Janice's, it's um, you just hear, should have known, shouldn't have trusted, too trusting, why? Um, and then as Chibble uh, gets the spell attempt cast on him, um, should have figured it out should have figured it out you let this happen you let this happen um and then as janice um as he asked janice whether everything is okay and janice says to get the others uh he hears should have told him to wait should have stayed with him shouldn't have left him shouldn't have left him um and then it comes back to the present moment. And you can then sort of feel as a, as that panic doesn't necessarily fade, but it just gets pushed into a corner within Tibble's mind. And you feel as um, he, mentally in his head picks the reins of captain back up again um and allows himself to look at the situation logically and pushes the feelings aside so in seeing that neris will break that connection withdraw from the captain's mind uh stop concentration on the spell um, and we'll look over at the captain give him a very slow nod and then we'll begin to pull out a couple of books and start to try and reference any material that he just saw from something that he's written about or read about in the past alright alright what's what's going on here Um, any injured what's happened let me through Alton, uh, there's, um, there's no easy way to say this. Janice has been taken. He's been taken? We yes, had, sir. uh, unexpected borders on, on the ship. It's my fault and my duty. I promise you, lad, we will find him. Right, yeah, that sounds pretty rough. What did they, um... I'm assuming they didn't just row him away or anything? Magic involved? Magic, yes. Uh, they didn't come by boat. I, um... I should have asked one of the crew more knowledgeable with magic before, uh... letting anything else happen, but... Well, we can't think on what has already happened. We must act on what we can now. Alton, can you do me a favour, lad? Of course. Can you uh, gather the crew? 
meeting on the deck in half an hour. All right, shall see. Everyone that. aboard, uh, drop anchor if need be. Shall see. I'll spread the word then. Appreciate it. Okay. And it kind of gives like the room just like kind of like a suspicious look over the whole room, and then um, I'll just kind of turn and leave. Probably looking curiously at Neris too. Um, yeah, and then I'll tomorrow go and just, I guess, just start turning the crew. All right, everyone, meeting on the deck in 30 minutes. Spread the word, meeting on the deck in 30 minutes. Captain's orders. Okay. So, time passes. Uh, I imagine in that time, Neris, you are starting your research and trying to find stuff. Uh, yeah, he is beginning to... He first flicks through his sort of, like, book of resumes, if you will, um, hmm. trying to find any um, any reference from anything that Janice has said about yeah. these particular individuals, um, and then does his own research and everything else that's yeah. happened. It's, there's, there's not going to be anything immediately accessible to you. Um, not in the crew log. No, certainly not in the crew log. Um, and if there is anything, it might take a while to find it. Um, um, while, and this doesn't have to be like a scene or anything, but while um, after Alton leaves, as Neris is beginning um, to look into things, uh, Tibble turns to him and he's like, um, Neris, uh, after the uh, crew meeting, we should search Janice's quarters, see if there's any, any word on these sin seekers or where they may be. Or, well, any leads, really. I um, I do it myself, but I'm, I'm not the strongest at knowing what to look for. And I think, well, no one aside from yourself and I on board uh, should be prying through his things. Well, not even us, really, but desperate times. believe that to be a sound idea. I am more than happy to leave Miss Fencia in charge of quartermaster duties for the rest of the day. We'll do what we can. I'm sorry I let this happen, lad. We'll make it right. Focus on the future. Cannot change the past. Wiser words never said. Thank you, Nurse. Two would um, leave to start getting things ready for the crew meeting. 
Yeah. So eventually, yeah, the, the crew meeting uh, comes. The crew start to gather on the deck. And they're all kind of uh, gathered there and waiting expectantly. Would this still be around midday? That's when I was picturing yeah. the events happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. Excellent. All right. Um, so Tibble uh, would stand upon the higher deck. Apologies, he would know this term. I don't yeah. know ship terms very well. <laughs> um, but upon the upper decks, um, with the crew down below, just so he is elevated, he's probably actually um, assuming that there's some banister fencing separating yeah. the section. He's probably on top of that, just for easier viewing, um, yeah. because he is a little guy. Um, and... Fishman, Neris, and Alton, as the senior officers, would be up on the elevated section with him. Um, he calls out, and he's like, Afternoon. Uh, thank you all for gathering. I do wish it were under better circumstances, but I unfortunately do come bearing bad news. Uh, not more than an hour ago, we were boarded by a magical party known only to us as the Sin Seekers. Uh, they had some form of relations with, uh, well, with your quartermaster and bosun, Janice. Unfortunately, due to circumstances that were, well, the fault of mine, I suppose, if I'm to be honest, as your captain, Janice has been captured and was teleported off ship by these individuals. Now, I am very well aware that we are on our way to a mission through Heads of the Hydra. I would like each and every one of you to know that your lives on this ship are more important than any job and any coin that we could earn. I will do everything in my power to make sure that Janice is returned to us safely. At the moment, we don't have much information to go on. So we will continue on our current path. However, if any of you have any insight into these sin seekers or know of anything unusual that uh, Janice may have mentioned to you in passing or any information or may have any form of seeking or searing abilities or anything you think that can be of use, please, come to me as soon as possible. We want to have our beloved court, court sorry, master of arms and bosun back to us. I think I said quartermaster before, apologies, that's on me. Um, master of arms and bosun back to us safely 
and quickly. If anyone has any questions, any queries, or anything at all they wish to say, my quarters are always open. Now for, um, I guess, a bit of housekeeping. Tim, Florit, I'm aware that this is quite a sudden and large duty to put upon you, but uh, as our junior master at arms and our junior brosen, you have both been temporarily promoted. I know that you both worked quite closely personally with Janice and that this may be a fair shock to you. So if you need anything at all, please let me know. I have the utmost belief and trust in both of you, as you would be well aware. It's, I suppose this just be a promotion a month early, earlier than expected, but I believe in you both. And if you need any extra support, please let me know. I will be looking into both our path forward here from the viewpoint of finding Janice and also from the viewpoint of our next mission. And I personally will be held accountable for any missteps that we take. Thank you all for gathering. Um, I have asked for the ship to be anchored, so please feel free to take a brief break from your duties for the next hour to recuperate. If you have need of me, um, I will be unavailable for the next half hour to an hour due to personal business. Um, that I have with our quartermaster. But from then onwards, I will be available any time of day and night. Just let me know. Thank you. The um, scamp is off the railing. During that talk, Neris was scanning every member of the crew. Was there any reaction to the name the Sin Seekers from anyone? Elton would have kind of got an expression on his face like, wait, have I heard that name before? I just kind of have it really thinking about it. Um, other than that, Romian insight check. Eighteen. Eighteen. Um, you see a couple of looks of vague recognition similar to Alton's, but no, like, no kind of like, oh, holy shit, the Sin Seekers kind of looks. And also a little closer to home as well. Was there any reaction from anyone when the captain said, prioritize the lives of the crew over the mission specifically a negative reaction um i don't think that there were any negative reactions look at that no you see on race's eyebrows 
<laughs> Lock that under two conversations with Alton. <laughs> Interesting. Um, then Neris will halfway through the conversation when the captain is talking about everyone needing to step up um, will cover his mouth um, and do a slight message to uh, the quartermaster's mate as well um, which she would be familiar with as this is Neris's favoured way of contacting her um, and will essentially just say, this means you as well, but you will be rewarded. Um, once Chibble um, clambers down, uh, he takes sort of a minute to take a deep breath and I guess, um, Alton, Neris and the Fishman, if they were paying particularly close attention, would see that he seems a little bit, um, heavy of heart. Usually when he's making speeches to the crew, he doesn't seem, um, overly phased by the content of what he's saying. Um, but it seems like this feels like not more pressure to him per se, but um, it's taken a bit more of a toll on him than usual. So he takes like a minute to catch his breath longer than you would expect from your captain who is very much go, go, go. Um, and then after a moment, he turns to Neris and he's like, are you ready, lad? Leads the way. Tibble, um, makes his way with Neris to Janice's quarters. All right. So I am... I'm going to give you both options, but I'm guessing how this is... I think I know how this is going to go. Uh, if you wish to investigate the quarters to try to find anything, either you can each roll separately, or one of you can search, and the other can grant advantage through helping. Chibble is going to assist Neris in Neris's search. I suspected that would be the case. Yeah. Um, and for the record, this was uh, a little while ago, but when he was, and why I didn't mention anything, is when he was frantically searching for signs of where Janice would have gone in the war room, um, he rolled a nine. So he has a negative one modifier. Yeah. Yeah. Poor little guy. Okay, so Neris, mm. your investigation check. At advantage. Yes. One of those was a natural one. <laughs> well, good thing it doesn't count. So that is a 26. Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, 
Wow. Um, yeah. I can give like a general overview and then Darby can, I guess, hone in on whatever Nerys might have found specifically, I guess. And I'll give a couple of extra notes that aren't Darby things, but, you know, or um, <laughs> things to, yeah, that I can add in as well. Um, so <laughs> I guess surface notes. Um, so obviously, because uh, Janice is a, well, is, was a senior um, officer. He's been there for quite some time. He's he has his own private quarters. They're not huge. Um, it looks very cozy. Uh, it was, I believe, a finer day. So the sun sort of leaves a warm hue throughout the wooden uh, confines. And of course, it's small since this isn't the world's biggest ship. But everything seems to be laid out in a fairly neat manner, which gives the impression that despite how sometimes scattered he was I guess when he was babbling about his family and past stories and how passionate he was and he didn't have a great deal of like poise or finesse when he was carrying himself um beyond on the battlefield um it's this room kind of gives the impression it's more in line with how seriously he took his job as boasted and master of arms um also quite possibly the positioning of everything might be because janice was one of the broadest and one of the taller members of the sea officers so space was also an issue for him probably um so yeah there's a few lanterns um hanging from the ceiling unlit there's a hammock strung from one corner to another a bit higher than typical um, you can probably guess either he would jump or fly up there um, when he manifests those wings. Um, plus there's also like a very large shark tooth hanging off the wall next to the hammock. For that 26, you can notice it has some writing on it, um, like etched into it. Um, there are also some grey patterned feathers scattered around, scattered around on the floor that you can gather from him. Um, and a few fairly small, what looks like shark teeth on the windowsill, um, which, again, are similar to his size or smaller. Um, so there's also uh, barrels and boxes and a few maps around. Um, this will be familiar to both Tibble and Nerys since you would have similar copies, but they're like trade route maps of the Isles, as well as one of the Fiel or mainland in Erethold, um, sitting around like a very small desk, which has like also a few carvings local to the Ialos area of the Ialic Isles, uh, notably seven small carvings of sharks. There's a fairly large bit of parchment nailed above the desk that has small notes on it. Um, I don't know whether Nurse would immediately recognise this, but he'd sort of figure it out because he probably might know similar information, but Tibble probably would for sure if Nurse doesn't and might point it out. But um, they seem to be notes on every member of the crew and has some numbers next to most of the names. On closer inspection, they seem to be crew members' birthdays. Um, written in kind of like a sloppy-ish kind of hand, um, like thicker pen, like ink parchment. Uh, so um, there's also uh, with the desk as well. Again, it's a small room, so I've just wrote a bunch of little details um, on top of other things. But um, books are also stacked up on the desk. Uh, so it has like um, a bunch of different books. If you want to know more about that, let me know. Um uh they're all different sizes there appear to be a couple of attempts at whittling as well and some driftwood though they don't seem to have any particular shape um hanging from the walls are a few daggers and somewhat like a somewhat worn seems to be distinctive but not very expensive or magical looking like a, an elven sword with some sort of piece of detail on it slightly curved like 
Um, looks like it has more sentimental value than anything else. Um, on the floor closest to the window overlooking the sea, there's what seems to be like a small shrine comprised of driftwood and a collection of expertly wound rope and wire with a circle of sea glass stones arranged around it, um, which must either be fairly heavy to stay steady or Janice just scrambles to fix them every time the ship hits rougher waters. So that's the general appearance of the whole place. There's a lot of, like everywhere but like it's not a great deal of like disorder i suppose which might be surprising i'm not sure i don't know if neres or tibble would have been in his room much before um because they're his private quarters but yes yeah, so that's the surface stuff that i guess you all would see um and i guess it's up to darby if we find extra certain things i presume for 20 20- six we might but um yeah let me know and if you want to know any more about specific areas let me know too i think with with the 26 i believe they would find that uh the diary that we discussed like hidden cool. away um pr- pretty well hidden but uh Neris, you uh have an eye for spotting things being uh, a little little out of place compared to what they should be excellent so yeah like i mean he'd like very easily you'd find some things and maybe be like pondering you'd look over stuff which you'd recognize pretty easily like the ship's deck log um and like a lot of detailed battle plans and like a little manifest which like notes down every current crew member and a similar no- nature to how Neris and potentially Tibble might need to have as well. Um, but Janice specifically has like uh, like positions of the crew member during times of peace and also their functions during combat with a couple of like handwritten notes about some of individuals that seem to be notes on potential combatants and room for improvement. The deck log obviously has a bunch of stuff like daily records, uh, sunset sunrise times that he's gotten from like fishman or other um like um people up in the rigging that kind of stuff like things that need to be like fixed any injuries accidents casualties uh salutes fired that kind of stuff um equipment casualties um the books i will give a brief run over as well um it's just like a bunch of stuff on like seafaring combat um there's some stuff on lycanthropy like a reading the spines there seems to be a couple on different subjects on that one um and um but yeah eventually you kind of like you might need to open up the desk or something there wouldn't immediately be anything notable there but Neris might with like being methodical about stuff might find there's a little hidden catch on the bottom of the um the drawer i suppose which is able to you don't need to lock pick it um you'd be able to get that and in that would be a um a small leather band book with no titling um i presume you would open it yeah so um upon opening there are the somewhat neatly written words personal log of janice regulus stormbreaker the eighth the unwavering um so there seems to be a couple of like pieces of paper and i would say like when you open it um a larger piece of paper kind of falls out and flutters to the ground um but when you open it uh there's also like a small piece of paper stuck with some kind of glue to the inner cover um which looks like a like a fairly detailed quite old um 
Ink's drawing of a much younger-looking Janice smiling at the artist. It's possibly permissioning that. Uh, with a dark-haired woman who has her hair kind of down, turned looking at him in a way that obscures some of her face but none of the couple's sentiment. Um, and underneath the words um, in Janice's handwriting, which you know, um, I thank the winds each morning that they brought us together and made better people of the both of us to form futures together. And then a more angular script um, that's clearly not his handwriting that playfully says, you're the only fish in the sea for me, Jay, little love heart. Um, and I guess like at a glance, Janice's diary has a lot of writing in it. Skimming it is difficult. Um, there's a lot of purple prose in the same way that he always spun stories about, or always does. Um I would probably make the call now that it will take some time to get through to find anything specific or anything particularly of use. But if dedicated time is spent in the coming episodes or even the whole pod, anytime I'm happy to get the info to whoever reads it. Um, if you're looking at the whole thing or trying to narrow down on particular subjects, but I would say it would take some time because it's not easy to skim through, potentially even for someone who's very bookish like Neris. Um and yeah, that's my general thing. A piece of paper has fallen to the ground as well. I don't know whether Nars um, would spot that immediately. Tibble, Tibble most likely wants that piece of paper because um, I'm assuming Nars would have found the book, not Tibble. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tibble would reach down and pick up the large piece of paper and open it. Okay, so uh, first glance while he's picking it up, it's sort of like a folded piece of brown parchment, somewhat well worn. Um, there seems to be some writing on the back and a more angular style to what Janice's handwriting typically was. But um, when Tibble opens it, um, this is a very well-drawn pencil of what appears to be uh, Janice in the middle, smiling broadly with his big sharky teeth and more casual clothing, kind of more similar to what Tibble wears, um, the typical Ialic style. Um, and um, definitely more casual than his armour. Uh, all around him are his children clinging to him. One of the older-looking ones is a blonde boy with strange pointed ears. Another is a younger girl, short, with dark curly hair and a beanie, shy. Two kids are hanging off of one of his large arms, a dark-haired girl in what looks like fantasy overalls, with elven ears and a small girl in a dress who also seems to have a sharp tail and head. Um, and in, the, in his other arm, he appears to have what looks like swaddled in like a little blanket, a small shark in a beanie. <laughs> um, and um, all the more humanoid-looking kids have similar marks on their faces like Janice had um, and pointed teeth. And um, while Tibble's contemplating that, if he does look on the back, um, you can kind of see through, like you see through the parchment a little bit and um, the back of the page seems to have labelling on each one, so... The top left corner says, Janice and the kids, shore leave, 10-3, year 3,607. Across the pages are labels, Nicola, Michaela, Bob, Amias and Stacey, with the centre just saying J with a heart next to it. There's also a note in the right corner in the same handwriting um, as like the, yeah, all that more angular handwriting, which says, come home soon, not long before we need a new portrait. And that also has in Janice's handwriting, but very scribbled and excited. Anna, really? Question mark. <laughs> well, a bunch of question marks. And that's the picture. <laughs> um, Tibble, as he looks upon the page, 
and then turns it over. Um, he uh, reads the inscriptions and using um, his paw that he isn't holding the page with, he wipes his eyes with the back of um, his paws and he uh, places the picture face up on the desk and he finds something to um, sort of put it in place so it's not going to fly off anywhere. Um, and he just uh, quietly whispers to himself, he's like, I'll get you home, Janice. I promise. Neris, uh, have you found anything of use? I believe in time I may. So I'll need to do some research. Is there anything you need? Anything I can do? Anything at all, lad? You name it. Just give me time. And maybe keep an eye on Miss Fensira. I would like to at least for the time being have her take a more direct approach to quartermaster. At least while we are at sea. Aye, lad. I'll um I'll make it official in the books for her to uh step up to a secondary senior role. Oh, of course, I will be available if there are any complications. However, I would like to dedicate whatever time I can to studying this and spending time with my thoughts. I am. Um, I appreciate it, lad. I really do. I Janice, have not, um, not accomplished anything yet. But you're trying. And you're helping. And that's what matters. Janice isn't just a wonderful senior officer aboard this ship, but he's also a dear friend. Not that it would make a difference. I'd do this for any of the crew, but... It's important we get him back. Mm. Not to put pressure on you, that's not, it's my responsibility, but what I'm saying is I appreciate your help. In any capacity, you can lend it. And I'm happy to help ease some of your duties. If that's what need be. Of course. Captain, if I may. You may. I appreciate your understanding that submission must take priority. I will, of course, do everything I can to 
find Janus and bring him home. However, we cannot do that without the support of your superiors. So whilst I am focusing on this, I would ask that you focus on the ship and its crew and the mission that we are all being paid to do. I, I can do that for you and for the crew. I think if I'm honest with you, lad, and if I can be frank, well, Tibble, but I, my first instinct is to do anything we can, even if it's spiked the Hydra, to get Janice back, to get any of the crew back. But my instincts don't seem to always be the best ones. And I think that sometimes you need to not just worry about the people, but also how to keep the people alive. I've been sailing for a long time, lad, but I still got a lot to learn. That is why I am here beside you. I lad. And I beside you. Always for whatever you need. Thank you, Captain. Thank you, Neris. All right. So, is there anything else that folks would like to do uh, before reaching uh, Ashen? Um, is there, there is one last thing that Tibble um, has to do. Or wants to do has to do is his duty to do but is there anything um out in well there's two things i guess but is there anything that alton was doing in the meantime um i think in the meantime alton would have um uh, right after the meeting just returned to the kitchens because food doesn't make itself um <laughs> would kara have returned there as well yeah, so Kara probably seems a little bit shaken, um, but she's working in the kitchens um, when you return and you can probably tell that she's focusing on her work to sort of distract her from what's happened. Okay. All right, um, Alton would probably, he'd be uh, trying to sign along as he says. Um, Yeah, that was pretty rough. What apparently, what happened with Janus? Uh, you went there when it happened, were you? Um, 
and sorry, just remind me again. Alton hasn't. Um, Alton has only picked up some sign. Doesn't know all sign, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. working on it. Yes. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, Kara, she would. Um, she was washing cabbages. And she pops the cabbages down, um, dries her hands on the tea towel she has um, hung over her apron and um, pulls out a little notepad um, and, like, an enchanted uh, quill. The the enchantment is just ink, (laughs) Um, everlasting ink. Um, And she scribbles um, down a short message places it in front of Alton and then signs it to Alton. Um, And the note just says, um, I went to the war room. I tried to, um, I tried to get him to leave with me. They were very dangerous people. Alton smiles a little bit at the, the fact that she like signed his name, um, but his expression goes back to being uh, serious. Hey, that's that's the best thing to do. I mean, in this life, it's it's full of powerful people, dangerous situations, situations where you can't do anything. It's a really common part of life. So there's no um, use beating yourself up. Well, I don't know. You'll get used to um, when you can't do anything in a situation. It's not your fault, is what I'm saying. Kara, um, she stares at Alton for a moment, then shakes her head, um, grabs the notepad and flips it over and just starts scribbling furiously. Uh, Like she's not furious, but it's scribbling very fast. Um, And so um, there are some words that she hasn't written down here. Um, But you get the general gist of them um, as she signs them. And she says, um, Alton, dearest, I do not blame myself. Those um, word not written down and she signed something quite aggressively. Um, came aboard this ship, put everyone's lives in danger and took dear Janice away from us. And then she signed something um, and she hadn't written it down um, and you don't quite understand it. Do you ask her what it means? Yeah, yeah. Like a, sorry, what's, what's that one? She, um, she looks at you again and then looks a little bit um, almost bashful. Um, and just sighs and writes it down and kind of covers her face, um, this 40-year-old cat woman, and, like, just slides the note over to Alton. And Alton would just read, 
their mothers should have swallowed them. <laughs> Fuck, that's nice one. I can't say I've actually heard that one before. <laughs> she um very embarrassedly signs sorry <laughs> and goes back to washing cabbages. <laughs> Oh, that's, uh, <laughs> we've got a bit of good inside now. Colourful way of uh, saying things. No, I'm glad. I'm glad you're not blaming yourself. That's uh, yeah, that's good. I'll I'll think on that. Um, <laughs> you see her sign something quickly, and you probably know enough. Um, you know each of these words individually and enough to sort of piece together that her response to you is just, that's my husband's job. <laughs> and then she keeps washing the cabbage. Alton just kind of snorts and just continues on. Rat scuttles along and um, steals the pen off the <laughs> bench, goes along their way. Um, so, uh, towards the evening or just before, um, the evening meal, um, Tibble would seek out the fish man, um, and this obviously doesn't need to be, um, role-played, but he does, um, ask for the fish man as their navigator and lookout to um, go on a forward mission to scope um, Aaron. Is Aaron uh, how it's pronounced? Akron, sorry. Um, to scope out Akron ahead of time um, and to make sure that everything is okay um, and see what he can gain and gather before... Um, before they land. Um, so he sends Akron on that mission. Um, and then he would eat with the crew. Yeah. Uh, and then after eating with the crew, he would return to his quarters. Um, I am going to note what he does, but do any yeah. of the um, junior crew or general crew approach him throughout the day um i think a little um like from time to time in kind of like as as much as they like are aware that janice is just taken he has not died there is a sort of mournful air to their approach of you but an understanding one as well Excellent. Um, we can cover who approaches um, to assist in break, um, yeah. but he would take note of any of the people who approach um, mm. and what sort of duties they can do in his own little notebook that he has. Mm. Um, and if there is anyone who has any requests or anything that they need or any grievances, he also hears them out with a quite 
um, sort of patient and understanding manner um, and tries to deal with it, any of those. Um, but if he is in, uninterrupted, um, once he settles into his quarters, um, or just before he settles into his quarters, he actually goes to Sia, the um, chaplain and healer, um, and he requests of her um, one of her enchanted messenger birds um, yep. that she basically keeps them for any postal services that we need that aren't mm. sending or message. Um, which I'm sure as the captain, she obliges. Um, yeah. And he takes the messenger bird back to his quarters um, and sits down and he starts to write. Um, and the following is the letter that he writes. Dear Astana, I do hope my letter finds you well, along with your kin, Amias, Nicola, Michaela, Stacy, and Bob. I write to you with a heavy heart, as it is my duty as a captain and my conscience as a, conscience as a friend to pass to you the occurrence of the past day. There's no easy way to tell you so, but earlier today we were boarded on open sea by acquaintances of your husband asking after him. I'm unsure of what was discussed between this boarding party and Janice, but I do know that they did not fare your husband well and witnessed myself as they kidnapped Janice by means of teleportation. I want to assure you, Anna, on my duty as a captain, my own personal honor and my own heart of hearts driven by my care of your husband, that I will do everything within my power, resources, contacts and capability to return Janice to you safely. Although not yet discussed with our employers, I will personally see to it that your husband's wages are still paid to you time, timely and in full. You and the young ones shall not go without, even if I may, must pay Janice's wages personally. Unfortunately, while I have the best of my crew investigating your husband's disappearance, we were left with little to go off, aside from, aside from the names of the assailants naming themselves the Sin Seekers. They were led by Cylon the Mart, Cylonon the Mart, who was accompanied by Zam, Aloysius, Zardust, and Rort. Sorry, those uh, names are a mouthful, Darby <laughs> or Laura, whoever came up with those names. Um, any information or further insight you can provide on the matter would be greatly appreciated. If there's anything at all that I can provide for you, Anna, please do not hesitate to contact me at any time, day or night. Yours faithfully, Captain Tibble Eustace Clover. And he would put his official seal on it um, and give it to the messenger bird and instruct uh, her where to fly the letter and release her through the window of the captain's quarters. Okay. And so with that, um, yeah, the, the day comes to the close and you know, with, uh, those working during the night, you should reach, uh, your destination by, by sunrise. 
you all go to bed knowing that you're close to your official mission, even if uh, you feel like your desired mission is still a lifetime away. Um, and you will wake up the next morning um, and you you can see that um, that the island of Akron uh, is in sight um, from the ship. It is a short, maybe 15, 20 minute row away. Um, it's not a particularly large island, so there's not a massive dock with which to approach um, with the entire ship. But uh, Hibble, it probably would fall to you to um, determine who would be uh, going ashore. Um, so Tibble would call another, um, crew meeting. Um, he would request for the boat to take anchor as would be necessary while we, um, took to the shore and he would call another crew meeting. Um, and he would say something basically along the lines of we've reached Akron. I need uh, volunteers for a shore party. Anyone who is willing to be part of this mission, uh, you've all been briefed on. Please uh, let me know. There will be some requirements for um, minimum expertise. So uh, general crew, please don't apply. You will be needed back on boat. But if any of the junior or senior officers wish to accompany me, now would be the time to voice it. So, yeah. So you know that the the job budgeted for um, for there to be uh, four to five um, crew directly involved in the mission, you've already sent off Fishman. Um, assuming you were going yourself, there is scope for three others up to three others to join you. You don't need to fill that. Um, if you think you can do the job with three people, you can do it with three. You think you can do it with two, you can go ashore yourself and catch up with Fishman. Um, if you think you can, yeah. Depends well, on... Uh, Chibble would first turn to his remaining onboard senior officers. Hmm. Um, just to see if either of them would be interested in joining the shore party, given their current duties and generally what's going on. Mm. Alton just kind of gets a shrug and he says, well, uh, uh, do you need a medic on the team, Captain? I'm uh, not feeling too shit today, so I'd be well enough to go on shore. I lad, uh, if we don't take you, we'll most likely take Sia, as we don't know what state that we'll find this lad in or what dangers await, so. 
I say you no, know, I think I'm, I, I'll definitely be up to the job, yes. It will be, abs- I would be able to do it perfectly, yes. <laughs> I'll be happy to have you with me. Wonderful, excellent, I'm going. Nerith, I know you've got plenty of duties. It's, it's up to you, lad. Only you know how much you can manage. Just don't put too much on your plate. This is privately. This is not mm. to... He has this private conversation with his senior officers as the crew are discussing amongst themselves who may go also. <laughs> got it. Uh, in that case, Nerith will um, look at the captain do you believe you will require my services? I always require your services, lad. But it's whether you believe that I will come ashore to attempt to uh, requisition some supplies from the port and assist you in any preliminary investigations. If it appears that I am required for further duties, I shall perform as needed. I think it'd be wise to have at least, well, at least someone on shore whose uh, priority isn't just the mission, but also the welfare of the boat. Oh, the patchless the R's can be pretty interesting. So I'm going to take the chance place, to check it out. Not a place I know an awful lot about myself, and I've been f- sailing for... <laughs> over 20 years now, so it is quite exciting, if I'm honest. Just wish it were better circumstances. (laughs) You're missing out on a lot. Well, sounds good. Um, Let's see which other junior officers will join our merry little crew. Also, Neris, before we leave, um, now that you're coming with us, I do have... An additional request I was thinking on last night um, to do with our other uh, priority. But yes, let us see which junior officers have volunteered for the cause and which one we'll take with us. We most likely won't need much more than one more. Uh, I think of the junior officers, probably the one who would no, like knowing the briefing, who would probably uh, put their hand forward for it. Um, knowing the briefing and knowing what's required while they're still like just in place at sea um, would probably be Nizen, um, the uh, the junior navigator. Excellent. Um, is Nizen the only one who volunteers, or uh, do others volunteer as well, or...? Um, hmm. Probably. Um, for this, for this one, yes. 
Yeah. Excellent. Um, Tibble most likely uh, looks over who has volunteered and chooses Nizen anyway, and he's like, Nizen, lad, welcome to the shore party. Happy to have you. Happy to be on the mission, boss. Wonderful. The rest of you, back to your duties. Um, see ya, I guess, as, uh, well, the chaplain and healer, um, both yourself and Floret will be in charge while I'm away. Um, if there is anything at all, please see ya. Send one of the messenger birds. Report to me. Um, everyone knows your duties. Stay safe and look after each other. Shore party, we leave in uh, 10 minutes. Nurse a word if I can. Of course. And um, Tibble kind of pulls Nurse aside to um, the very front of the boat um, up on the upper deck he's like I um I wanted to get your opinion on something we are owed a favour currently due to the parlay the recent parlay do you think it wise that we contact Lorraine and see if her and the great captain know anything of these sin seekers. Do I think it wise? No, not at all. Do I find it necessary? I believe I do as it is something that I have foreseen as being needed to do. I saw something in my research and I believe the knowledge that Lauren possesses may be able to answer some questions we have based on the attack we had two days ago. And if you believe calling in a favor would be worth, well, if you believe this uh, to be worth the favor that you fought so hard to gain, then it seems our goals are aligned and it is a necessary risk. I do deem it necessary, lad, that we, well, made a promise to use any and all resources and contacts that we have. And that we can spare, I suppose. 
very well. In that case, I will prepare to contact our friends. And I will let you know of the outcome. Thank you, Dad. Also, if I may, I know that this situation with Janice is very taxing on yourself more than most of the crew. However, as we are not aware of Janice's location at the moment, perhaps it would be wise to keep his disappearance to ourselves, at least for now, so as to not incite any unnecessary panic. I lad. I also, um, well, I was going to ask. I don't want you to mention Janice's name when you contact Lorraine. As much as I like the lass and as much respect I have for the captain she sails under, it's not their business. Once we're on shore, we're on mission. And that's that. It doesn't get mentioned. And if it does, I will see to it personally that it, does, that it doesn't get spread. But his name does not need to be on the dread captain's ship. Just, Captain. If you can just ask them about the Sin Seekers and any information. Nurse nods. I know I come off a little silly sometimes, lad, but there's nothing I wouldn't do to protect you and the rest of the crew. You know that I know that. Aye. And I thank you for it. Anyway, we've got about eight minutes until we board to go to shore. Oh. I must gather my things. I must say goodbye to my wife. I'll see you shortly. So, as people make their preparations for heading to shore, um, gathering up your equipment, uh, making sure you've got your appropriate attire on, saying your goodbyes, gathering your things, um, that is where we're going to leave it for this episode. Thank you for listening, everyone. Um, as, as Joe's uh, camera is going all over the place. <laughs>
If you watch the YouTube, you've seen a lot of my cat tonight as well. Yeah, and if you're listening, you would have heard that one meow because I don't think that we can cut that. I don't keep on so. sailing, guys. Thank you so much for Thank all of your you. love and support. We hope that you're enjoying uh, the new campaign as much as we are enjoying playing it. It's been such a wild ride already. <laughs> Thank we you. We love you all. Guys. See you next time. Goodbye. of introduction to laura just gave me a big punch in the gut so yeah i'm gonna jump up a sorry y'all <laughs> yeah it's fine it'll be great yeah <laughs> this is tasty get the get the pain over now mm. everything we've cheery sales since now <laughs> it'll be great there's my stinger uh <laughs>